It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the Locked On Reds podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code Locked On to get 20% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com and the promo code Locked On. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The 2020 season did not quite go as planned for Reds fans as the playoffs ended abruptly in the wild card round. Now the Reds are left to pick up the pieces during the offseason and fix a lineup that was the worst in Major League Baseball. How are they going to do it? What are they going to do? Rumors, transactions, news, all here on the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Let's go. What's going on, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. On today's show, we're going to react. I've got a, a kind of a best of. I've edited down the interview that Nick Crawl gave to the media just uh, two days ago, and I've kind of cut it into a best of, and I'm going to play that for you here in just a moment, and then we're going to react to it, take a look at some of the comments that he had, and sort of decipher where this team is going here in the next couple of months, because the offseason uh, honestly, for the Reds, is already started, but everything's going to start here in the next week after the World Series is over. So we're going to break that all down here on today's episode of the Lockdown Reds podcast. But before we get to that, make sure that you're subscribed. That way you don't miss any episodes that I've got coming up for you this offseason, like my episode tomorrow with Brandon Saho from WLWT. You're not going to want to miss that and everything else I've got playing this offseason. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Lockdown Reds on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. And save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. It's the perfect place for reactions, questions, comments, whatever you've got. All right, so let's jump in. This is the interview that Nick Craw gave. And I kind of chopped it up a little bit. It's not going to be the entire 15-minute thing that he had with the media, but I've got the uh, important parts. Can you describe how this all came about, the interview process, and when you actually learned that you got the job? Um, it wasn't – I mean, I think you've been interviewing here for the last 18 years, uh, so it, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a, an interview process. Um, Dick decided he was going to uh, – stepped down and uh, then I heard about it and then I met with Bob um, with Bob and, and, and Phil and, and uh, a group of folks uh, about about two weeks ago and, and we started talking through it and, and, uh, and ended up meeting uh, last week um, uh, during the LCS and that's when it was finalized. Were, were you surprised when um, Dick stepped down? Um, yeah I was I, I, I was I was surprised I, you know I think that he had to make the best you know, I think we all make best decision possible for our families and, and where we are. And, and I think that's, this is where he was and I'm really happy for him. Well, this off season, what um, we, we've seen a lot of talk about how this off season is going to be across the game. 
Um, how, how do you envision this offseason? Will you guys be able to go out and, and spend, or uh, what does it, the offseason look like for you? Well, I mean, look, we had a, we had a very good pitching staff this year. Um, we're going to lose some free agents. We, uh, we got to figure out a way to uh, re- replace those innings and, and get quality innings. Um, you know, offensively, I think we, we underperformed uh, somewhat, uh, but there's some things we can work with to, to hopefully get our offense uh, back on the right path and, and, and more consistent uh, with what we can do. Uh, you know, I think, look, I know this is cliche, but we're taking this one day at a time. You know, we're trying to figure out where, where we are from a budget standpoint, what we can do, um, how we can maximize the, the budget we have going into next year. And I think that's, you know, this offseason is going to be is a little bit of an uncertain one. And we're just trying to figure out where we are and, and what we can do. But, uh, you know, look, we, we need to make sure we replace some innings, especially in our starting rotation, and then uh, continue to make our offense as best it can be. When you say replace innings, are you working on the assumption that you and you guys and Trevor Bauer can't come to an agreement to maybe extend his stay? No, I think I, I, I look. Trevor's a free agent, and he can do what, what whatever he feels the need he can he, he whatever he feels he can do. Um, but we also have Anthony Desclafani that's a, that that was one of our starters as well. So um, whether it's replace those guys with those guys again, or replace those guys from outside, we just have to be we have to figure out what. Uh, what we're capable of doing and, and uh, when we pursue the pursue uh, free agents uh, through the offseason. But but to answer your question, we, we have not we have not ruled out anything. Besides the top of the organization uh, front office masthead changing, will there be much difference below you? Not not a ton. I think we'll, we might adjust some roles and responsibilities uh, with, with with some folks and, and just and when I say adjust, it's, it's a tweak here, a tweak there, um, but nothing, nothing substantial. Is there excitement just knowing the fact you guys were a playoff team this year, kind of an exciting offseason to kind of build on that this, this, this winter? Of course. I mean, look, it's, you know, we, we made the playoffs, but that's not your ultimate goal. Your, your, your goal is to, you know, your goal in this role is to build a sustainable championship caliber organization that can win World Series for, for years to come. That's what your goal is. It's always going to be your goal. Um, so, you know, yeah, we, we were excited to make the, make the postseason. Uh, not excited how it ended, and you know we need to figure out how to how to continue to push forward and, and and move past where we were, and you know hopefully next year at this time we'll we'll continue to be playing. But that's that's always the goal. Nick, Is the uh, coaching staff staying the same? Yes, they are. How confident are you that you can find ways to improve the offensive uh, performance from last or from this season going into next season? I mean, I think look, that's the that, that's that's not just the goal. The goal is obviously to win, but it's, it's, um, you know, it's something we have to figure out what we, uh, obviously what went wrong, um, which we've had a lot of conversations with this year. Um, but also, you know, what we can do to, to maximize the production in this offense. You know, we, we, uh, we had a real, a great pitching staff in a ballpark that was, um, that, that a ballpark that's designed more for offense. Um, and our offense didn't, uh, didn't do what we needed. We hit home runs. We took walks. Um, those were great, but at the end of the day, um, we need to figure out how to get more singles and, and more runs in from, from, from the bases. I, I know that uh, you know we, we, we struggled with uh, uh, batting average on balls in play. I know we, uh, we struggled with, uh, with batting average in general. Um, we've, we've got to figure out ways to uh, put guys in the better position to succeed or put guys into a um, – or be able to have guys use the whole field. 
um, and take advantage of uh, take advantage of, of when a uh, when a shift is is out there or you know there's a lot of different things you can do but it's something that we de- have definitely talked about over the last couple of weeks. All right. So yeah, a uh, lot of thoughts here. We're, we're going to dive into that in just a minute, but before we do wanted to point out, check out builtbar.com for the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And they've got this awesome deal that was even better than the deal they had before. Enter the promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order. Built bar is amazingly delicious, but very good for you as well. You've only got about four grams of fat, four grams of sugar in a bar that has 14 grams of protein. Now you tell me, where's that stand on the good scale? Because it's pretty good to me. Plus, they've got amazing flavors like Cherry Barcia. They've got chocolate peanut butter. They've got some mint chocolate brownie. They've even got fruit flavors as well. They've got a whole bunch for you to check out on their website at BuiltBar.com. And when you go there, Enter the promo code locked on to get 20% off your next order of amazingly nutritious and specifically delicious built bar. New game day shirt, boom, cashback. Food for the tailgate, boom, cashback. Even buying around can earn you cashback when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cashback on everyday purchases. In sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the win, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Did I mention there are no fees, period? This one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. All right, so honestly, that was a lot of executive speak, and there was kind of some workaround, some very unambiguous things that he said, things that aren't going to, uh, you know, explain much on the surface. But you can kind of see right from the beginning that it looks like uh, the Reds, I don't know that they're out of the Trevor Bauer sweepstakes, but I think they uh, don't like their chances. I think that they understand the tough hill that they're going to have to climb just to sign that number on the dotted line that Trevor Bauer is going to take over whatever other teams are interested in. And make no mistake about it, it's pretty much going to be everybody because he said he wants to sign one-year deals. Now, there's been reports here lately coming out from both him and his agent on social media saying that he is okay. He's open to the idea of multi-year deals, which, you know, why wouldn't you be? If you're a free agent, you should be open to everything and you should be, uh, you know, especially for him going into it on top of his game. He's got to get everything out of this and probably a safer bet if I'm Trevor Bauer to go for a multi-year deal worth lots of money. Now that's going to come from teams probably that aren't the Reds. The Reds would be more interested in a one-year deal given the young talent that they've got in Green and Lodolo coming up through the minors and the fact that they don't really want to commit as much money. I mean, we're probably talking $30 million easy, maybe 35, maybe even 40 for a one-year deal. Now I don't know how much less on an average annual basis that he would take for a multi-year deal, chances are 
he's not going to give that much of a discount because Trevor Bauer is his own dude. He knows exactly what he's worth. He's got metrics to prove it. He said it before. So the Reds understand, and Nick Kroll understands the tough position that they're in. As well, he, he also mentioned Anthony DiSclefani, so it's somebody that they've got to replace as well. But it's interesting how he worded his answer very quickly. He, he was... Uh, decisive in his wordage saying we've got to replace these innings right and he kind of backtracks it a little bit later on whenever he's he's asked to follow up on that and he says well you know maybe we'll replace those innings with those guys it's like yeah okay well that's an easy way to backtrack on that but I feel like their position already is that we're probably going to put in an offer it's probably not going to get accepted and we're going to move on from there so just get ready for that. Now, on the offensive side of things, he didn't really give any specifics as far as what they're looking at from a lineup perspective. I still believe that shortstop should be their main focus because it's going to be the easiest to replace. Everywhere else is kind of spoken for at this moment. If you go out and you sign another guy in you know, left field or uh, third base or you know, second base, you've got guys there. So shortstop's the uh, you know, obvious target and then maybe catcher but that would also require maybe a non-tender for Kirk Casale maybe a trade for Tucker Barnhart and I don't necessarily know that they're entering the offseason with those plans so it's going to be looking at shortstop and he's still you can tell still uh, mums the word when it comes to the finances which is going to be all of baseball, right? The Reds are not the only team that went through financial hardship here in 2020 because that was all of baseball. According to Rob Manfred, uh, Major League Baseball lost $3 billion this past season. I don't know exactly what that means. That's just a number. That can mean a whole number of different things, but that is what we've heard. So given that, I think they are trying to set fans up for the fact that payrolls are probably going to be uh, different next season. The Reds have added a whole bunch of money to their payroll the last two seasons. I don't see that happening again, and Nick Kroll kind of says that as such. I do appreciate the fact, though, that he says that, you know, we made the postseason and that's nice, but that's not the goal. And uh, hopefully he always keeps that in mind, and we're not just talking about some sort of consolation prize that they're going after, because it feels like even though they did make the postseason, it feels like as Reds fans, we were given a consolation prize, right? We were expecting to contend for the division. We were expecting to have a much better team than whew, we just made it above 500, man, right in under the gun, slid in safely. Uh, yeah, no, that's not what we were expecting here. And I feel like Nick Kroll conveyed that. I feel like he understands that. How he goes about that is going to be very telling, because most of the uh, money on this roster is already spent. So if he's going to make wholesale changes, it's going to have to be through trades, and it sounds like that's not going to happen. And then one last thing, and this was not a surprise to me. It's going to come as a surprise to plenty of people out there who love to hate this dude, but there's not going to be any changes in the managerial spot. David Bell's going to be here. The hitting coach is going to be here, which I, I don't get it. I don't understand the uh, just fetish that some people have with trying to change the hitting coach. That really doesn't do that much. Like, honestly, you could probably tell me the hitting coaches on some really prominent teams, but I'd 
wager that you can't because you know who's swinging the bat. You don't know who's in the dugout telling them different things during practice. It's just something that the hometown fans do with their hometown team whenever they don't hit. They look and they say, well, it's time to fire the hitting coach. How big a factor is the hitting coach really? I I really don't think that that's that big of a deal. And with Nick Crawl saying that there's not going to be any changes there, that just doesn't surprise me one bit. So that's kind of how he sets things up as he begins the job. It, It sounds like he's already setting us up for, look, this is how the Reds are going to move. We've got to replace these innings. And by replace, I don't necessarily think that Trevor Bauer's coming back. Do I think that there are reasons that he can come back to the Reds? Yes. I think that's a huge reason why they went out and they got Kyle Bodie. Not only because he's going to help the organizational pitching development, but also he's pretty good friends with Trevor Bauer. So there's that. They've got an amazing pitching coaching staff with Derek Johnson and Caleb Cotham, and they've got an amazing pitching staff with Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray. So there's plenty of reasons for Trevor Bauer to come back. It's not that hard to explain to him that the Reds are going to be able to contend in 2021, and especially with him, they're going to be right back in the driver's seat for a playoff spot, and I believe they'll figure out whatever it was that ailed the lineup And I think they'll be right there in contention for the central division, but the, the, uh, the end game, the, uh, moral of the story is how much money is going to be on that dotted line that he's going to accept. And I think that's where Nick crawl is hung up on. I think that's where the reds management as a whole is hung up on because they're going to have to fork over a lot of cash. And I don't know that they're ready to do that this off season. So just get ready. I'm not saying that I like it. I'm just saying I see it. I'm saying this makes sense. This is what the Reds are probably going to do. I said they're probably going to promote Nick Crawl. They did that. I said they're probably going to hang on to David Bell. He's under contract for another year. They're doing that. So just, just don't go crazy. Don't jump off the ledge of, well, I'm done. I'm done as a Reds fan. I'm not supporting them if they don't bring back Trevor Bauer because Nick Crawl's kind of getting you ready for it. That's how I'm reading between the lines here. That's how I'm reading the tea leaves. We'll see if that's wrong, though. Maybe he's just he's got all his cars behind his back and he knows he's got the ace. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens there. But based on the words that he gave to us, that's how I think everything's going to play out. We'll talk about that, obviously, a lot more as the offseason progresses. And I'm going to talk a lot about that with my guest on the Lockdown Reds podcast tomorrow. Brandon Saho returns to the podcast. We'll be talking about Nick Crawl. We'll be talking about how he moves forward this offseason and what kind of impressions Brandon Sahu gets from being in the room or, you know, being in the Zoom room, I guess, if that's a thing, and, and kind of getting his impressions from the organization as a whole. That's going to happen tomorrow on the Locked On Reds podcast. Don't miss it by subscribing. That way you don't miss any episodes throughout the offseason. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Locked On Reds on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram and save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone. Give me reactions. Give me what you think you heard. Give me how you interpret what Nick Crawl said at 513-549-0159. I look forward to hearing from you. Drop me a line, drop me a tweet, whatever you got. But that's going to do it for us here today. Now tell your smart device to play the Locked On MLB podcast, and I will talk to each and every one of you with Brandon Zaho tomorrow. Let's go, Rex.
Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.